0: Temp check. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today.
1: Attention, internet-savvy metal fans. This is Talking Metal, episode 397, to those keeping score. Now, here's your hosts, Mark and Jim.
2: Hey, it's John Astronomy, back on Talking Metal, hanging out here with Bud Friendly and Mr. Mark Striegel. Mark, I am so glad to be back, it's
3: such a... Fun thing to do, these Talking Metal episodes. How are you, Mark? I'm great. Happy to be back with you and Bud Friendly here on Talking Metal. A big concert happening right across the uh, street at Madison Square Garden. We are in the Tempest Bar on 8th Avenue and 33rd Street. And uh, Justin Beamer, is it Beamer or Beaver? I I believe it's Beaver. Beaver?
2: I believe his name is Bustin' Beaver. Beaver or Beaver. It's, it's actually Bieber, but I like Beaver better. It sounds good. Huh.
3: Anyways, sold-out concert going on across the street right now. And very empty bar here at Tempest. I'm surprised there aren't more people in here, actually.
2: Yeah, usually if it's a rock concert, Tempest Bar is all happening. If it's a sports game, Tempest Bar is happening. But I guess the Justin Bieber crew don't hang out at the Tempest Bar.
3: I guess not. Yeah, we got a lot of news, a lot of stuff to get to. John, what have you been up to since we heard from you last? There's been a hurricane. There's been Thanksgiving. Uh, what happened to you in Jersey City, by the way, which was uh, a flood zone, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, luckily, my place was spared, but within a couple of blocks from me, people got completely devastated. Their, uh, you know, entire basement and first floors got flooded. And these aren't like basements like in houses, like like most of you guys probably live in. These are like city buildings brownstones if you will and uh, it was pretty crazy i I had lost power for a while but what was weird for me is that i wasn't there initially i was at the chiller theater convention in Persephone, new jersey with ace and i totally didn't you know expect that this was going to be as bad as it was i mean it was devastating it was terrible but ace did and thankfully he had all these candles. We, we sent uh, some people out to buy candles and flashlights and everything. And and then he, wind, he wound up flying out on Sunday night back to the West Coast. Uh, and uh, he, he was lucky. But then I got stranded at the hotel for two more days with no power at the hotel. So you had to take showers by candlelight. The only power was down in the bar, and there was limited power. So at the, at the end, there were maybe like 10, 15 people there. It was Samantha Fox. You remember her from the 80s? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Samantha Fox, her couple of friends, Taryn Manning, who is like, uh, was in 8 Mile and a couple of other movies. She's now the sister to McGarrett on the new Hawaii Five-0. She was there with looked like her boyfriend or something. And a uh, couple of uh, like older uh, female stars. Like one, one of them had, I believe, written the theme song, The Rocky. Uh, and uh, Chris you know the bodyguard uh, and me and my girlfriend and a couple of other people and it was it was like the shining people were just going nuts at the towards the end and chris wound up being there till friday with no power and uh and so did samantha fox it was just such a crazy thing at one point i'm talking to ace and i look over and i see chris like carrying samantha fox like a baby like through the lobby of the hotel people were down there in their robes it was just like a you know insanity.
3: What does Samantha Fox look like? She is. Uh, she had I Want to Touch Your Body or something. Touch Me. Touch Me was the name of her song, I believe, right? Uh, I, I believe the song went,
1: touch me, touch me, I want to feel your body. Touch me, <laughs> touch
3: me. Right. And she was pretty uh, hot back in the day. She dated Lemmy, I think, for a while, if I'm correct. Uh, what does she look like nowadays? Be honest, please. Uh, honestly, she, John doesn't say a bad word about anybody. So let's see what he says. No, I, I'm going to say honestly, she looked uh, hot. She she looked hot. Uh, I, well, she was very young back in those yeah. days, so she really probably is in her mid forties, late forties. Right, right. Which I initially didn't realize how young she was. She's like our
2: age now, so she's definitely early okay. forties. Yeah, she still looks uh, pretty hot. Maybe she's actually younger than us, but I um, probably like early to mid forties. And uh, I, I actually thought she looked really good.
3: Cool. And on a more serious note, we're going to get into some music here, but on a more serious note, one of the uh, Talking Metal crew, one of the Talking Metal listeners, a big KISS fan, big Scorpions fan, Gary Fambro. I'm not sure if I'm saying your name correctly, Gary, but I know you've been battling some illness and sickness, and uh, we're all rooting for you. We uh, are happy to hear that you're back home from the hospital and wish you a speedy recovery from here on out. And that's Gary.
2: Yeah, Gary, we thank you for everything that you've done for Talking Metal by supporting us, and we just wish you the best of luck, and please keep in touch with us. Thanks. Yeah, and uh,
3: Gary, reading all your Facebook updates, so uh, again, yeah, keep in touch with us uh, and let us know how you're doing. Let's get into a little music right now. How about a little kiss for Gary? He's a big Kiss fan. Let's pull one out. John, uh, why don't you pick a Kiss song for him?
2: You know, I'm going to pick a new one. How about Hell or Hallelujah? Perfect. That was Hell or Hallelujah by KISS from the new album, Monster. Mark, what do you think of the new KISS record? I
3: I like it. You know, I saw KISS uh, recently down at PNC with Motley Crue, and they were great. And that was the only new song they played. I was surprised. Uh, I guess it was slightly before the album came out, actually. But great show. I will say, you know, Gene, we we were fourth row. And I will say Gene... His plastic surgery, I, I feel like maybe he's gone a little too far with it. How do you guys feel about that? You know what?
2: I haven't seen a lot of pictures of him without makeup, but what I'm surprised... Even
3: even with the makeup, though, you can see it.
2: That, that's what I'm surprised at, because I, I haven't seen Gene up close, you know, for, for many years. Now, what was it like w- with the makeup? Did, did,
3: did the makeup even look different, or just his whole face look different? We were fourth row, and I swear, you could see scars, like, behind his ear, like... Uh, With the lift, I'm I'm actually not making this up, and I know I probably shouldn't be saying this, but you could actually see it, and uh, and just a little too much, I think. Uh, I believe he should get uh, quite
1: a bit more. His nose is big, his ass is giant, and I I think maybe get a little something under the eyes. For but I mean, Gene, keep it up. You look great. Oh, can we talk? I'm Joan Rivers.
3: I thought maybe you were C.C. Banana, uh, reincarnated for a minute, but... Uh, uh, no. no. Wow. C.C. Banana, yeah. So, wow, that just brought everything to a halt.
2: Yeah, poor, poor C.C. Um, speaking of C.C., though, I did hang out with Dave Stryker, who was uh, one of C.C.'s best friends, and Dave Stryker, uh, you, listeners may not know, but he uh, did a few official Ace videos... You know, home video, like you know, like tapes that Ace would sell at shows and stuff. And then he's done a lot of work with Twisted Sister, but um, yeah, it was it was good to talk to him because I know he was really really upset, uh, you know, because CC Banana was one of his best friends. And you ran into him at CC Banana's uh...
3: funeral wake. Yeah, I guess it was a memorial. Yeah, uh, and that was uh, that that really was a emotional day for me. I mean, just to see. A guy that I knew, A.J. is his real name, just kind of out there, you know, there was an the open casket, and they had his sunglasses propped up on his head like he always wore them, so it was a crazy time. I wasn't there that long, just stopped in quickly and didn't really know many people there. I, I you know, said hi to Dave and to uh, CeCe's girlfriend, and that was about it. So anyways, uh, Mike Maleda has a cool talking metal collage that he made on, I guess, his computer, and he posted it on our Facebook page. It looks really cool. Mike, thanks for making that. He has us in there and all the talking metal. uh, Actually, I don't know if we're in there, but he has all the talking metal guys, Rob Dukes and Nikki Six and, you know, uh, Ace and all the cool guys are all in the collage, all our favorite guests, and uh, he did a great job on that. So, go to our Talking Metal Facebook page and check that out and give us a like while you're there. Cool. Hey, thanks so much for doing that. It's
2: so cool. Thank you again. And, uh, Mark, I wanted to ask you a question about a musician that I ran into that I had heard of but never realized what his history was. It's a guy named Al Romano, and he used to be in a band called Sun Red Sun, which was a band that Ray Gillen was in. And this guy's a great guitarist, and he happens to own this really special Les Paul that Ace was once pictured with back in the day. And there's a like a lot of story. Uh, it's like a '59 Les Paul with like a great flame top. But anyway, have you ever
3: have you ever heard of Sunred Sun or El Romano? I've heard of them. I don't know much about them. I, I can't tell you much about them. I, I feel like they're in the it, it's the New Jersey based thing because I feel like Dan Lorenzo actually has has mentioned them and, and uh, may know him which would make sense. So, yeah, uh, Ray Gillen, great singer, Badlands, and was in Sabbath briefly. And
2: yeah, and you know, I forgot, Mike Starr was the the bassist, so it's so sad, two of the three guys in the band have passed away, and there might have been some other supporting musicians in there, but, but for all of you guys, just go to YouTube and search L Romano, A-L, and then R-O-M, a&O. This guy's a great, great guitarist, and he's like a super, super nice guy. He brought Asa a free Marshall amp, like this really nice uh, white Marshall combo. Sounds great. And uh, Al was just such a cool guy, and uh, we definitely ought to get him on Talking Metal because uh, he'd be, I'm sure he has a lot of great stories. He also, I believe, played guitar with Joey Belladonna.
3: Oh, cool. Cool. I just want to make sure this is taping, so I can't see anything. Check sure. Yeah, it's still going. Um, Cool. Guys, please support Talking Metal by going to our Facebook page. If you just Google, or not Google, but if you go into Facebook and search Talking Metal, it'll come up. John's on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. And uh, now that the forums have closed down, we've had a lot of good discussion going on Facebook. So give us a like. That's a great way to support Talking Metal. Another way is our PayPal donations. John, uh, a friend of yours made a massive donation, our biggest donation yet.
2: Yeah, Linda was it was so cool, and I got to meet her at Chiller and thank her for the donation. She gave us a huge, huge donation, and basically she purchased uh, an Ace Frehley Budokan model guitar, and later on the, the price changed, and she felt that she should pass the savings on to Talking Metal, and that's what she did. So thank you so much, Linda. We really, really appreciate it. It was so great to meet you at Chiller, and I uh, hope we get to hang out again soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank
3: you very much, Linda. We appreciate that. Let's get into some more music right now on Talking Metal. Our good friend Sean Baker, who does a lot of our our theme music and whatnot, he uh, is working on some new music and he sent us over one of the tracks. This actually has vocals on it. Sean tells me, for now, they are calling this band Throat Punch Incorporated. And this song right here is Everyone Needs to See.
1: You're listening to Talking Metal, and that was Throat Punch Incorporated. Now here's
2: John. Thank you, Bud Friendly. Back at the Tempest Bar, we've got White Snake on the jukebox. We just heard a little from Sean Baker. I was on Facebook today, and I'm not always on lately, but I was on it. And I think it was Sean Baker's page had all these postings of these... S- some site that has just pictures of like, you know, hot metal looking chicks. So, so well, and why don't all you guys go to Sean Baker's page? If it's the same Sean Baker and uh, if you want to see a picture of a bunch of pinups, go do it because it's pretty good. What do you think about that, Bud Friendly? Do you like hot metal chicks? I've uh, pinned a few
1: up
3: myself, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, that is Sean Baker's uh, page, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Um Cool. Let's keep the music rocking here on Talking Metal. Right now, this is Too Far Gone by Richie Scarlet. New York
0: Dolls at Sweet 16 She's been living a life inside a rock and roll dream Lipid skin holds her soul Surrounds herself in black, but her skin's bare white Whoa, she's gone She's too far gone She's gone Sex pistols at age 21 Black leather straight having so much fun Hair like a rainbow shooting colors through the night. She'll melt like a wicked witch when she feels the sunlight. Oh, she's gone. She's too far gone. She's gone. Baker in '94, sweet baby doll, class of '1984. Now she belongs to the lost generation. Ain't no way back for you, baby. Ain't no way. Ain't no way back for you, baby. Ain't no way. Ain't no way back.
1: And if you're in the Tempest Bar, John Astronomy has a tab open.
3: <laughs> that was Richie Scarlet with Ace helping him out in guitar. That song comes off of the Insanity of Life CD from 2002. Richie Scarlet, who John and I once jammed with. There's some good YouTube footage of us jamming with Richie. Uh, Let's talk about Richie, John. Where is Richie nowadays? Does Ace ever see him? What's up with Richie?
2: Richie uh, just put out a new record, and he uh, was also at Chiller Theater and he performed. He's great. This guy is just awesome. I mean, it, it just he doesn't even have to think about playing the guitar; it just like flows out of him. Like you just got to see it to believe it. Like when I'm up there on stage, I'm like looking at the neck and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to play. Richie just like blows it out, and he's just freaking amazing. So it was great. Richie got, came down and had a chance to hang out with Ace, and then uh, what's great is John Regan, uh, the bass player, original bassist from Fraley's Comet, uh, also came down and hung out with Ace, and it was real great to see all of those guys. There's a lot of people on... Now,
3: were Richie and John ever with Ace at the same time?
2: Yeah, twice. Uh, Richie was, and John were in the very first version of Fraley's Comet. Then Todd's
3: right, that's right. And I had a bootleg of them playing Lemores or something, right.
2: Yeah, and then then Todd Howarth uh became the guitarist and then when Todd left, Richie came back in for the Trouble Walking record and tour. So and
3: was John Regan still with them at that time?
2: Yeah, John that was John's last tour. And then John left and then Richie continued on with Ace with Ace Let me And then Richie continued on with Ace with the Ace Frehley band. So it was really cool to see both of those guys. Unfortunately, uh, Ace, John, and Richie weren't together at the very same time. but uh, you know Everybody's busy at those chiller conventions with their own booths and such. So, But it was great to actually get a chance to hang out with both of those guys. And Richie actually jammed with uh, Ace at the New York uh, show uh, this past summer. And another cool thing that happened for Alice Comet Wise was that Todd Howarth came down to uh, the No Regrets book signing last November... In the San Diego area, it was a little north of San Diego, a little south of LA, and it was great to run into Todd Howarth who I have to say looked almost exactly the same to me, exactly the same as what he used to look like. Uh, still very rock and roll, still like such a cool guy. And you know, I like the the whole Fraley's comic family. You know, everybody who's always been in the band to me has been really,
3: really cool. Well, it sounds like they're still pretty on pretty good terms with everybody, which is nice. They're still on pretty good terms with yeah, everybody, yeah. yeah. Cool. Let's get to a little metal news, a little hard rock news. Nick Oliveri, our good friend, uh, former Queens of the Stone Age, is singing, doing some vocals on the new Queens of the Stone Age album, which will also bring Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters Nirvana fame back into the fold. So that's pretty exciting. Nick has also rejoined Caius Lives. Bud Friendly and I actually caught Caius Lives out in Montclair, New Jersey, uh, on their last tour. I saw him twice on that tour, believe it or not. Speaking of Montclair, New Jersey, I was recently out there for the Jason Bonham Led Zeppelin Experience concert and had a chance to talk with Jason before the show. Uh, there's He signed a drum head for me. I got some pictures on my Facebook page and spoke with him. It was funny. A lot of people were coming up to him at the meet and greet and asking him about Led Zeppelin, about his dad. I, I knew that and he kind of, yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. But I went I specifically asked him about Glenn Hughes and Black Country Communion, and he just lit up, and he was talking about it. They have a new record out. He said he he the second song on the record, which slips my mind right now, he said he, he wrote that exclusively and, and had a little help from the other guys on lyrics, but he wrote all the music. He's very proud of it. He uh, thinks Derek did great on the record. Glenn did great on the record. Joe did great on the record. He's a little uh, bummed. He told me that, that it doesn't seem like Joe wants to tour for this for this third record that Black Country Communion has put out. And he said, you know, he said to me, if Joe doesn't want to do it, let's just get somebody else and do it. He said, I want to tour for this record, and it means a lot to me. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was, at first it was exclusive inside info, and I later... Saw that he had said something on, on Blabbermouth, uh, had a link to it earlier, but I felt the thing he said on Blabbermouth was a little more friendly towards Joe, whereas what we, he actually sounded a little ticked when he was telling me that Joe wasn't kind of into doing a tour to support the record.
2: Wow. Huh. I mean all those guys are great musicians and I guess maybe Joe has solo stuff planned or something like that or who knows. But I mean because those guys are all legendary guys and I am sure Joe is is equally a fan of, you know, everybody in the band as, you know, we all are. And uh Joe Bonamassa is just awesome. Uh, have you seen uh the DVD from Royal Albert Hall? No. Really really cool. Um Joe just seems like a really, really nice guy And, uh, you know I'd love to We we ought to call up, you know, Glenn Hughes And get him back on And, you know, have all those guys on
3: Which, speaking of We should announce that we're planning to Hopefully return to doing interviews There's been a lot of complaining That we don't do the interviews anymore And we will be doing interviews Our first interview will be Bud Friendly No, just (laughs) kidding Bud, how are you? Uh, No comment Very good Uh, And anyways, the Jason Bonham show was excellent out in Montclair. It was a tribute to his dad. Screens come down, and his dad actually plays drums with him. They do Moby Dick together. It's quite amazing. It's it's, it's a fun fun thing. Uh, Jason, of course, is on the brand-new Led Zeppelin DVD, CD, Blu-ray that just came out recently, which is called Celebration Day, which is basically the uh, 2007 kind of Led Zeppelin reunion concert that happened at the O2 Arena in London, England back in, again, in 2007, like I said. So, filling in for his dad on that one. So, to hear Jason play these songs with his band, uh, they they sound more like Led Zeppelin than Led Zeppelin does.
2: Wow. You know what was funny is that when we way way back in the day for talking metal interviewed the guys from the vh1 supergroup show somehow we didn't get a chance to interview Jason I think it was just like a scheduling issue because we we had everybody else on like we had Ted Nugent on and I believe we had Scott. Yeah, I think
3: we had everyone on except him yeah uh, I yeah I don't know what the deal was I don't know but it I actually have a connection you know Rob Bailey is actually a good friend of ours is friends with Jason's band that he does this uh, Zeppelin tribute with so we may have an in with Jason, and if we can figure out a way to record phone calls properly, uh, now that Bionic has gone under, we will uh, hook up with him and interview him. That would be that would be amazing. I called into another metal podcast, hard rock podcast. They invited me to come on. I called in and spoke with the guys on Maximum Threshold, which is out of Ohio. And they do a Saturday night show out of Ohio, and uh, it's a live show, and they also podcast it, too. But if you haven't heard Maximum Threshold, check it out on Saturday nights. It's a good listen. Very, very cool. Uh,
2: And uh, we ought to have those guys on Talking Metal sometime, too. And I have another little story. It's very similar. I got to meet Red and Jerry from that podcast, uh, Red and Jerry's Rock and Metal Revival. And they are friends with Anthony Esposito and uh, very cool guys. And uh, we were just texting back and forth about stuff, and I had said that they ought to come on Talking Metal at some point. So uh, we'll get everybody together.
3: Excellent. Cool. Let's get into some more music here. This is Heaven on Earth by Reverend. just heard was Heaven on Earth by Reverend from 1991 featuring David Wayne, also known for his work with Metal Church. Remember those early Metal Church records? That's David singing and this is his other band, I guess, post-Metal Church. Uh, David passed away seven years ago, but what a voice on that guy.
2: Man, Beyond the Black, I mean, that was one of my favorite songs. I have something to say. I, in my time was listed as, dis- quote, What we would classify as discovering Metal Church. The only band I ever discovered, um, all of my friends uh, had within our town discovered Slayer and Metallica uh, and Anthrax and all these other bands. But the only record that I ever got first was Metal Church.
3: Cool. It's Metal Church discovered by James Hetfield and John Astronomy. Because I think James Hetfield was actually the one who got him signed to uh, Electra.
2: I was just the first guy to bring them to Wimber PA. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even physically bring the band there. I brought the record, the actual album, to Wimber PA and played it in Wimber PA. That, that's my extent of, quote, discovering <laughs> them. I got you.
3: Cool. Hey, uh, we don't play a lot of extreme metal on the podcast, but right now let's get into a little sound sample of Suicide Silence. This is You Only Live Once. Push your
0: cab, push your you no, I I you I I I I
3: Rest in peace, Mitch Lucker from Suicide Silence, who was once scheduled to call in to Talking Metal, one of our live shows, and we uh, he never he never called in. There was a confusion with the uh, time, and uh, I can promise you he will never, ever call in to Talking Metal at this point. But very sad to lose a, a, a young guy like that in his 20s, uh, driving his motorcycle drunk and, and dead. So uh, sad stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I, you know, our sympathies go out to his family and his friends, and um, you know, really sorry for that whole incident. And you know, guys, just don't drink and drive. Motorcycles, cars,
3: anything, just don't do it. I believe he had kids too, or at least a kid. Too bad. Anyways, let's get into "As I Lay Dying." Right now, this is the sound of truth. Was As I Lay Dying, The Sound of Truth. I know I I made a snide comment about that band on a past podcast and a few people complained. Uh, It was dumb. I don't want to sound like an old guy because I remember when I was a kid and, you know, there'd be people who'd be like, yeah, Zeppelin and Hendrix, they're great. And I'd be like, yeah. And then they'd be like, but that band... Iron Maiden sucks, you know, and, and I always felt like, hey, they just don't get it, they're too old, and for me to to say a snide comment about what appears to be a really great band As I Lay Dying, I, I thought was stupid, and I, I wish I wouldn't have said it.
2: Yeah, you know what, sometimes I feel that way as well about, you know, I, I need to make sure that I'm not turning into the same people that used to go... You know, Kiss, those are devil-worshipping jerks. You got to listen to the oldies, you know, and I I don't want to turn into that. So, Mark, you actually are the guy that keeps me updated with new cool bands, so thank you for that.
3: Cool, yeah, you bet. You bet. Let's close it out right now, and we'll come back and do another one while we're rolling. We'll just tape two right now. This is Furious by Militia. These guys are out of Texas. Check it out on Talking Metal, and catch us next time.